Welcome to the Scoop Podcast. I'm editor of the Scoop, Marky Echelkamp, joined by Richard Gupton. He is ARA's Senior Vice President of Public Policy and Counsel. Richard, welcome back to the podcast. Glad to be here. Always a pleasure. Yeah. So, Richard, we've got a couple of timely things that we wanted to just recap and give an update to ag retailers on mainly things coming out of D.C., but some things coming out of ARA itself. First, wanted to talk a little bit about what could be collectively called some continued threats to crop protection products. Can you share a little bit more? Yeah, one of those is is you've seen on the news or you're local trial lawyer running ads related to glyphosate. There can be continued attacks on a fairly widely used crop protection product that's necessary for no-till weed control, um, important for dealing with things like climate change. For example, we were disappointed the Supreme Court did not take that case up, the Hardeman case. Um, We had weighed in with the American Soybean Association and other groups asking the administration to support the Supreme Court taking up that case, they, de- they declined to do so. And the Supreme Court, unfortunately, decided not on that case. So there will be continuing litigation related to glyphosate and challenges uh, at EPA. Uh, there's a tax on other products like organophosphates. Uh, if you saw atrazine, they're reevaluating yet again when all the studies shows it can be safely utilized. So uh, the threats continue. Uh, the NGOs Um, know that their best friend is the federal courts, depending on where they're located in the country. And so that, that strategy um, will, will not, you know, dissipate. So the industry has to be prepared and, you know, be battle hardened and, and, and engaged in the, in the litigation as well. And with EPA and lawmakers to make sure uh, there's continual support to protect those products. Because again, our members serve organic producers as well. But these tools are going to be necessary to to keep the uh, cost of food down, to produce uh, the quality and the uh, amount of food necessary for growing population here in the U.S. and globally. Is there anything uh, maybe specific to the recent update on atrazine? Is there any way that ag retailers can engage with some of these changes and make sure their voices are heard? Yeah, so with all of these things, EPA usually provides an opportunity to comment. So there's a short or longer comment period uh, on the product. So, and we'll, we update our members in our newsletter uh, related to some of these issues. So they can go through the, uh, the regulations.gov website to provide their input to the EPA on why these products are important. And it, and it varies by crop and region, right, of which chemicals are necessary, but that that's one way. Uh, the other way is, is, is reach out to your lawmakers saying, Hey, we're really concerned. It seems like every tool in the toolbox is, is being taken away from us to produce, to be successful, uh, and make American agriculture the most competitive here, uh, and globally. And so those, those another way for, for our members to get engaged. So, Richard, I know even before the presidential election, we had talked about what to expect with an incoming administration's change, what their regulatory outlook was going to be. How would you characterize that as we sit here today, kind of mid-year through 22? Well, we, you know, we have a very good working relationship with the EPA career officials. And so they're very dedicated individuals uh, under a lot of difficult challenges. 
And so the political winds have changed. And so sometimes uh, they're subject to those decisions. It's not always based on the science and the data, unfortunately. And so we're, we're uh, going to continue to make the case with the political individuals at EPA. Uh, we do, you know, as far as the education outreach, we, we're going to, we have a upcoming tour, even with EPA officials we're trying to work on so they can see firsthand what our retail members do, uh, how the farmers utilize those products and why they're important for production agriculture. So it's an ongoing thing. Uh, and it changes for administration on the politics. And we're just trying to make sure they defend their decision, defend the science, and keep as many of these tools available for production agriculture. I know you guys are keeping your eyes open, your ears open for what's going on in DC that could greatly impact ag retailers and their farmers, customers. And something that has really come into focus has been what's going on with the SEC and the climate disclosures. Could you share a little bit about ARA's action perspective and also your takeaways there for our audience? Uh, yeah, the uh, Security Exchange Commission has proposed some regulations dealing with greenhouse gas emissions or climate change related disclosures uh, of, in, of invest for investors. And uh, we're concerned about the impact that could have while it's not directly uh, at, you know, targeted to farmers, they're the ones that are going to bear the brunt. You know, it's that publicly traded companies are going to require to go through these disclosures dealing with what they call scope three emissions. Um, and, but the farmers are going to be required to provide this data to these companies. So it's going to be a big compliance bur burden that they really aren't um, set up to do. And it's, it's a big problem. So we've weighed in with uh, American Farm Bureau and others uh, in opposition to that proposal and trying to make sure, you know, the SEC needs to stay in their lane. I don't think they know much about climate change. And so they need to just uh, let uh, the farmers do what they do best on sustainable agricultural practices and work with USDA on voluntary initiatives to try to address these issues um, and, uh, and not increase the cost of production in our economy at a time when we're dealing with record inflation. So to me, it doesn't make a lot of sense. It's politically tone deaf and we're hopeful the thing dies on the vine. So Richard, I was actually just on the phone this morning with a farmer before you and I hopped on to do the podcast and they had even brought up how farmers and they were at a farmer meeting the night before and farmers are voicing concern about this. So just to help everybody understand what is the timeline for this proposal? What are the stages that it would have to go through and where do we sit right now? Yeah. Well, the comment period's closed. So we submitted comments. So they'll have to take time, the agency to digest that. So anything that would be implemented you know, wouldn't be this year, it would be in, you know, potentially next year or future years. So there's time for them, again, reassess their proposal and hopefully take a, a step back. Uh, the things that we provided as recommendations was uh, to the SEC in this letter, coalition letter was removing the value chain concept of the proposed rule. So really it doesn't, you know, lessens impact on farmers. Um, revising their scope three emissions disclosure requirements with an ex explicit exemption for the ag industry. Um, steps like that, if they do those, then it will minimize the impact on ag the agricultural industry. <clears throat> but the timeline, again, nothing immediate. It's just a long, a longer term concern that could go into effect potentially next year. Yeah. 
So Richard, you and I just had a great benefit of being together with a number of ag retailers from across the country at the ARA summer board meeting, as well as strategic planning session. What are your key takeaways there? What should people know about the future of ARA? Well, I thought it was a very productive discussion. We have a lot of dedicated members that see the value of the Ag Retail Association and its voice as a unified voice for the retail industry in Washington, D.C. And so we had a lot of robust discussion about the current state of the industry and, and what the future looks like. So there are things uh, that are always going to be key. And as one is, I think there's a unified um, thought that you need ARA, you need a retail voice in Washington, D.C. And, and, and the, the whole purpose of the strategic planning session was to focus on, you know, where are our core competencies? Where do we, you know, where do we need to make improvements and how can we get more of our members engaged and non-members? We've got a really great uh, uh, alliances with state agribusiness associations. We have a lot of, there's a number of retail members that are members of that, but not of ARA. So how do we get them engaged and get skin in the game and show that every decision is being made in Washington, D.C. is going to impact them in a big way of these things we're just talking about right now. So for them sitting on the sidelines is really not an option. And so I think the future is bright for the association and this strategic plan will help us shape a strong path forward for ARA. And we look forward to uh, working close with our members to make sure that happens. Excellent. Well, if folks want to learn more about ARA, they can go to aradc.org. They can find ag retailers on social media. And I know Twitter, you're, on Twitter, you're active as well, Richard. So look forward to more people finding us and connecting. No, we appreciate it. Yeah, we're all social media platforms. So if you're not liking ARA on those things, like, share it with your friends, forward the message, because we need as many people in the boat steer, you know, rowing us forward uh, because the challenges are only getting bigger, not smaller. Well, Richard, thank you so much for coming on the podcast today. That is Richard Gupton, ARA's Senior Vice President of Public Policy, as well as Counsel. I'm editor of The Scoop, Margie Echelkamp. And until next time, we will catch you back on The Scoop podcast.